I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course, a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. I'm so excited to welcome my guests today to my podcast, Beauty Bosses. Um, today we hashtag, are... beauty bosses. Hashtag, 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 hashtag Beauty Bosses. Hashtag Beauty Bosses. Wait, beauty bosses. are we Beauty Bosses? No, you're not a Beauty Boss. <laughs> okay. I'm a Beauty Boss. You're definitely not a Beauty Boss. Wait, I didn't even okay, get to let her do the intro. It's okay. Come on. Come on. Okay, so... Um, you kind of buried my lead a little bit, oh, but I'm very pleased to welcome the creative mother-daughter duo behind the famous Instagram account, Crazy Jewish Mom. Yes. yes. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. So, no, you don't say welcome. I'm I say thank you. I want. So <laughs> thank you for having us. Well, very Thank you for having us. Congratulations, because you're about to have your sixth baby. Right? I, am. I am. I I have no grandchildren. Okay. She <laughs> is engaged. Start. Finally. <laughs> But she will not set a date, and Maybe. I don't care anymore. I just want a baby. <laughs> Maybe you just allow her to ask okay. the questions. <laughs> I want a baby. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Okay. By so, the way, thank you so much for being pregnant. This is really, really very fun for me. <laughs> My pleasure. Oh, Anytime. All right. um, so I'm just here for anyone who's listening. She is like wildly pregnant and like it's a nightmare because for I, my mother has been harassing me to have children I'm surprised she hasn't like gone into my bedroom with a turkey baster at this point like the amount of harassment that's happened I've thought about it okay. I have thought about it with okay. the children it's just it's a lot so thank you again my pleasure okay. and I'm glad to be of service um <laughs> so we are here with Kate Siegel um and her mom Kim Friedman and um you know, a lot of people have seen your account, Crazy Jewish Mom, because mm-hmm. you have over 800,000 followers on Instagram. You have a New York Times bestselling book about your mom. Yeah. You've been, been, on, all the, you've yeah. been on all the shows, all the talk show circuits, and you've gotten tons of press. Um, but I wanted to find out, how did this all happen? How did you start this account? It's a, a lie. Nope. She okay. lied to me. This is not reality. <laughs> she lied go to me. Go ahead, and then I'll tell the real story. Okay. Mom, go she ahead. She lied to me. She said to me, um, I really want to... She said, I like some of your texts that you're sending me. I'd like to show them to you. Did I ever say that I liked your texts? Just like, Well, you said no. they were interesting. Yes. And she wanted to show them to a few of her friends. So they were crazy. Okay. She has almost no friends. She doesn't have eight hundred. Well, she does. She had. She doesn't have eight hundred. I know. Who I am. It's fine. And and then it didn't happen like that. It wasn't just. So her let friends. me. Can I just tell what actually happened? Yeah. All right. So my mom is. My mom texts me a lot. Like on average, I get a hundred and eleven text messages from this woman in a given day. Um, and these aren't. So what? Okay. It's it's not a sane number of texts to send okay. someone. Uh, and and these aren't. These aren't like the adorable mom texts that you see on Facebook, like, oh, hey, honey, what? Like, it. Just to give you an example, my mom t- texts me every morning to do my Kegel exercises so that. And <laughs> wait, I'm, wait, sis, so that, so funny. So, and I'm going to quarter on it, it's so that your vagina won't explode during childbirth. Like, that's usually rise and shine, Kate, what I wake up to every single day. And you're going to thank me. When you have a baby, really you will thank me for doing your kegel Never going to happen. Okay. Um, and so, and so, I get, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't, I started posting those on the internet, and I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but it was quite shocking, because very quickly after I started sharing her text messages on Instagram, the account went insanely viral. We went from having 11,000 followers to having 300,000 people following the account in 24 hours. How did that happen? So, yeah, so so this editor had reached out from BuzzFeed, and she wanted to do a story on us. BuzzFeed, yeah. She, she posted it on the site, and it was trending at the number one spot, or the, the article that she wrote was trending yeah. at the number one spot for like three days. And then from there, like Steve Harvey and all these different people were reaching out, uh, agents, managers, publishers, like all wanting to work on different projects with us. So and basically, she lied to me. Okay. She told me she was sending me a few friends. I didn't, and that's not I don't I even, I don't even on Instagram. And suddenly she posted it, and friends of mine are calling me and saying, what is going on? For You're... the for the record, <laughs> I asked her. She was fine with it. Second of all, look, she, no, her actual you said friend. So what? I give fabulous advice. Fantastic. People will learn from me. Like that's literally what you well, said. Well, yes, I didn't think that okay. it was going to be this extent. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and 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 yeah. So that that's really the story of how it all came about. But when when it went insanely viral, there was this like 
crazy frenzied period. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of opportunities that were pouring in. And I, I, I've, I always knew that the first thing I wanted to do was write a book. Because yeah, a dying industry. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Anything we, else we, we've just had this discussion out in your own. She chose to pick, a di- not a TV. She could have done a TV show. Okay. She could have done a lot but of things. We're working on... Well, I understand, right. but the book publishing is a dying industry. I know well, it was I've a New York Times had a It's a lost art. Right. Because, right, you and I are sure. both English majors. Yes, so we like thank books, you. Right? By the I'm way, English just major. Thing. She the doctor me. went to Yale, my daughter went to Princeton, but they both went to Harvard Westlake in Los Angeles. We okay. just found this out at the high school. It's unbelievable. Why does any, do any That's of our listeners care about this? They might. You just edit this out. Like, this is a portion. You don't need to keep this in. This, this is, is just my mother. Right here. Is it gold or is it trash? Because I would say trash, <laughs> but that's just me. Um, okay. So you lied. Let's so, go from there. You lied. Well, yeah. You used me. You used me. I didn't me. use you. You used okay, me. It's okay. Let's, let's it's move right. forward. Right. And she's okay. still not married. So what year was it that you started this account? 2014. So it's been... So it's only been four years. Yeah. And you already have grown to 800,000. Yeah. And Excuse it, well, so it me. Was, okay. Four years. You're happy about that? Four years she took her to get engaged. Okay. She just got engaged. I thought we were talking about like, my Go career. Ahead. Well, you are talking about your career, talking but about I want a baby and you don't set the date for the marriage. Okay, so then you should get a baby. Maybe you could... I can't can get a baby. Can she babysit anymore. your baby? Is that possible? <laughs> just to like get a little of the this out of my life? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it has to be my Set the date uterus. for your marriage and I'll be happy. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't believe that. Uh, but, but... Yeah, I don't even where. What, what was I saying? Because I got so we were talking Sorry. about my uterus. Okay, so you signed a book deal. I signed a book deal. Yes, that was a very exciting thing. And so we've been. How did you get eight hundred thousand though from the three hundred thousand? Okay, so so because I mean we were growing, we were we gained popularity, and so from from there it's been really exciting because we have a lot of traditional media projects that I work on through the agency. Uh, I was, we were we're figuring out a, another book and we have a couple of other traditional media projects in the works as well and then on the digital side of the business it's really really exploded we have we have a podcast now called ask mom and spawn where people can because by popular demand like from day one the first thing that started happening was my dms my emails everyone was inundating me with questions for my mom about how to fix their lives and i was just like this is fantastic this is the most you wonderful can channel thing. her energy. I yeah, she can just instead of <laughs> harassing me about my dwindling childbearing years, she can do that to other people. So I we do this podcast where we take questions and people ask us all sorts. Of, and actually, it's it's been going really really well. Uh, that uh, our whole advice vertical. Yes, where do we do the podcast from? An unair conditioned okay. basement kitchen in her house in Crown Heights in Brooklyn with okay. bars on the window. Okay. That's where we do the it's podcast a from. Home that I've made. I hate Brooklyn. I understand that. Okay. Um, you should live on the Upper East Side, and then your children go to PS Six. Okay. Do you see this? Say. She knows things about schools. <laughs> like, why does she have that information in her brain? She grew up. Or she, I grew up in Los Angeles. You never have lived in New York for any extent. I know. Like, why school. do I'm you ready. know about the schools, the private schools, and the PS18s and the districting zones that you have to go to get she into? Knows. Like, I'm planning ahead. It doesn't make any. I'm planning it ahead. for what? She's looking out for you. Exactly. Is she? Yes. I don't know. Yes. And your uterus. <laughs> so Great. tell yes. us a little bit about like common topics on Crazy Jewish Mom. That's uh, my uterus is one for her. Sure. Her vagina. They talk. We talk a lot about her vagina and yeah, I really not exploding and it. And I really, it, I really never thought that so much just the volumes of information about my vagina would be so publicly available but they are and that's where we are now um i'm highly unemployable and that's just my life uh we talk about the the themes that was your question we talk about uh, my mom well she it's interesting because she she's very she's a very focused person she's a very one track mind she gets obsessed with things so she got very very obsessed with me either marrying my current fiance or getting out of that relationship because she had felt that it had gone on for too long. And I just also want to say this, like, I think that sometimes people on the internet get this sort of backwards anti-feminist vision of my woman because she says things like, hey, Kate, and then idiot that I am, I'm like, what's going on? And she says, what's that smell? And I say, uh, 
you know, I, I'm in another state, I don't know how to help you. And then she says, oh, it's just your eggs rotting. I can smell them from New Jersey. So like she says things like that to me and it comes off as a little bit backwards. Uh, but you know, she really is a raging feminist. She marched in the first women's march in New York City. She has, is a, not a lot of people know this, but she is actually a very accomplished television director in her own right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask yeah. you about that. Yeah. So I understand that you have not only been nominated for an Emmy, but yes. you have been responsible for some of my favorite shows, well including done. Beverly Hills 90210, Lizzie McGuire, Sabrina yeah. the Teenage Witch. That's like my childhood right there. Of course, there. Yeah. of course. It's everyone's childhood. But you, yeah, sort of. You, you came to the set. I, I oh, like, yeah. I mean, I remember being very excited too. about Lizzie McGuire. That was the one that, that I was, was like, really, oh, my God, Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff, <laughs> the idol. But, you know, back to the themes. The themes seem to be... Wait, but what we well, okay. Well, no, I just want to jump back to the themes because those. Well, you people, don't know. You don't even know. Well, I, I do. Know. Oh, I want to say one more thing. Sorry, we're jumping around a little bit. But this whole bullshit thing. Are we allowed to curse? This yeah. whole nonsense <laughs> thing with my mother saying like, "Oh, I'm not even on Instagram." I created an Instagram account for my mother, and then she immediately forgot her password and how to find it on her phone. I gave up. Like, so that's, not, Facebook, that's, not that's not me. That's not my. Yes, I understand. So but, you're not allowed. To, but but she, you don't know because no, you don't but see it all asks my Oh, oh. See, they seem to ask questions about stuff that we talk about, which is love, sex, relationships, love, sex, career, career, sex, men leaving them. You said sex toys. Okay, sex toys. They took about. So sex here's toys. the thing. No, no, no. Yes, they. No have. one has ever actually asked us a question about sex toys. Yes, they have. We talk about sex toys a lot. It's because you work it. You somehow managed to work sex toys and do pretty Maybe. much every single podcast. Maybe it's not. No one's ever. I honestly am. No one has ever asked a question about sex toys. And yet my mother makes it a priority. Well, people do talk about the relationships and getting stale and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And sex toys. Are and sex toys, yes. Go to. So, and the other theme is people breaking up. That's a big theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's big, always so sad. And also about getting into, going into college, like majors, what to do. And, and I always say college first, penis second. Don't worry about the men. You also say career first, penis second. Yes, well, well it's for, it depends on how old they are. Right. College first, sure. career first, penis second. Don't worry about the men. They break up. Concentrate on your work. And then yeah. everything will just follow. I feel like that's really good advice. So No, it's not horrible advice. <laughs> sure. I try to be a moderating force, though, because often it's like she just presented that very kindly. Usually she gets extremely angry and is like, you, let me tell you what you need to do. When someone has cheated or something, you need to castrate him. Chop up his balls, dice him up into like a fine little paste, and then you can feed it to a pack of piranhas. And then I have to like moderate that a little bit and say, no, don't commit a felony assault. <laughs> just because break up with him and just concentrate maybe, on your career. Yeah, focus on your work, your life. Okay. <laughs> so have, has your mom given you, in all seriousness, any really great advice that you have really taken to heart? Yeah, I mean... Does she have to be in the room for this part of the podcast? Yeah, you have to give her the satisfaction. Um, Sure. (laughs) So, okay. I'll step back a little bit. I mean, and I really do hate saying this in front of you, but I I have to say, I think that, you know, I'm, okay, I'm working on it. I'm just, it's a lot. Uh, But I know, I think that like all of the things that my mom really, really has pushed me to do over the years, uh, like the things that I... No matter how much I kicked and screamed and fought and was just like, I don't want to do this. If she really thought that it was a priority and something that was important for me to do, all of those things have led to some of the most important things in my life. Like, for example, the focus on education when I was in high school. Like, what high school kid really wants to do all of that? But getting into a good college and establishing myself and having that career is 100% due to my mother's nagging. And... It was the most formative, wonderful, one of the most formative, wonderful parts of my life. I've met lifelong friends. I have connections. It's just like, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. And I owe that all to my mother. Except um, water polo. And I hated water polo. Oh my God. That was, that's a, that's your worst advice. That, <laughs> that was that. But I will say, but, but first, maybe that helped you get into college. It didn't. It didn't. And do you know how I know? Because I was literally running from water polo to like the theater because I was in a hundred different extracurricular activities. And I said, mom, this has to stop. I'm quitting water polo and I am still going to get into Princeton and you can just sit back and watch. And then I did. Yes. And I, so I won. That's the one battle that I've won. <laughs> she did. There you go. She Thank did. you. And now as Kate's mom. Yes. What are you most proud of that she's accomplished? Oh. oh. That's nice. I think I am most proud of the book. 
Really? Because it's about you. No, no. No, 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 no. And tell us a little bit about the book. Oh, yeah. God. Well, okay, yes. I'm No, I don't know why I say, oh, God. It's just there's a lot of stuff in there, um, which she stands by every single thing. Like, I thought she would look at it and be a little ashamed of some of the things that she did. Very like proud the, of the book. Totally stands by every single thing. So what it, it's a collection of essays about all of the insane adventures that my mom and I have gotten into over growing the up. years growing up in, in, um, in L.A., LA. Uh, and there's some stuff about Harvard Westlake in there a little bit. Little yeah, bit. and so one of my one of my favorite stories, just to share a little bit, and it's a doctor because it's doctor related. So I went. So my mom, my mom took me on my first trip to the gynecologist. So she crashed the appointment, which was like a baseline. Everybody should go with they their shouldn't. daughter. Yeah, nope. they, they should. Absolutely, no, they do should. not need to do that. Um, that's the other thing. I worry that people read my book as like a how-to parenting thing, and it is absolutely not that at all. Um, but uh, but 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 yeah. So my mom crashed my first gynecologist appointment, and then she chose the and she 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 chose that moment, and like specifically, the moment was when I was spread eagled on the examination table with the speculum halfway up my vagina for the first time. She chose that moment to try and get me to sing for the doctor. Well, wait. Now, wait. There is a reason. Tell okay. her the truth. I, well, she had written a musical. Okay. And actually, she had written it during her Harvard uh, Westlake years. And she had written great songs for the musical, and she can sing. The gynecologist, who is in New York now and is still married to a big Broadway producer. Okay, that so she had just sung. Nope. We could have been Hamilton. Nope. We could be we the Book of Mormon. Nope. But you chose not to None sing. None of those things. You didn't sing um, the gynecologist. Yeah. So that was... Ooh, careful. But, uh, so yeah, that, that, that was my first trip to the gynecologist. Um, and... There's stories like that in the book. Yeah, so it's just a lot of nonsense that we got into. There were nonsense. We stalked a, a Princeton University admissions officer 3,000 miles from Los Angeles to a random Southern Virginia Marriott because my mom was convinced that, like, if I had one interaction with this person, I was 100% going to get into the school. You and got that, in, didn't you? That's not why. Um... <laughs> But so there's just a lot of like the insanity that we got into. It's called Mother Can You Not. It's very funny and I'm very proud of it. And I'm very proud of her writing. I mean, I know she's a great writer. She's written plays. She's written, she's written a lot. But this book was really, really funny. And if it made me laugh because I had already known about the experiences. I hadn't, you know, read them in the book. But oh, it was very funny. And also, oh what? my God, the, the weirdest thing is like my mom's, you can see, she's a pretty personable person. She has the worst actress in the entire Well, I was a director. I wasn't an actress. So we, I was like, I thought, I said to to my editor, I was like, oh, it's going to be so much fun for the audiobook, because we did an an audio version of Mother Can You Not, and um, I was like, it'll be so much fun. I'll read the narration and all of, like, my lines in it, and then my mom will read all the things that she said. And it was actual tour. I was like, how are you this bad at saying things that you've said you before? You were horrible to you were, But you were we so were, bad at acting. We were on a soundstage and she was directing me and screaming at me. It was a screaming. Can't you just play yourself? And I guess I couldn't. You just were terrible. I, I, I guess it's actor. a little bit hard. I guess. It's hard to play I don't know. yourself. It is. So here's my question for you, Kate. Yeah. How would you describe your job? Are you a comedian? Are you a writer? Are you an <laughs> influencer? Are you Thank an Instagrammer? <laughs> I want to know that too. Okay. So this is a bit of a bullshit answer, but I, I genuinely think that media is changing so rapidly that I am a lot of different things. I run a digital business that encompasses a lot of social media brands, a web presence, and... So you're an influencer. Part of you is an influencer. Well, you're... Well, we guess we are collectively an influencer, okay. and that's the social media side of the business. We also have uh, uh, just the, the website, uh, the podcast, uh, and that that's really what I, th- I... I think of it in, like, two different spheres. I think of it in, in the traditional media side, which is all of the different projects that I, well, that I work on. You're writing books, TV. Well, yeah. right, that's traditional, me- traditional media stuff. And the new media stuff, which is everything with social media, the podcast, ad sales, all of the different things that fall under that umbrella. So if that makes sense. That's how yeah. I think about it in my brain. <laughs> and then let's talk a little bit about the business of... Sure. Uh, crazy Jewish mom, because I find this really interesting, especially in the era of new media. Um, how do you take this great, hilarious, you know, viral-worthy, meme-worthy Instagram account and make it into a business? How do you monetize that? Sure. So again, it's I, the way that I think about it is it's split into two sides. Like one are ongoing projects that take a longer period of time, whether it's a book or an unscripted TV project or any given thing that we're working on, that's part of it. And then on the, I think you mean probably like on specifically on the digital 
digital side. side. Yeah, on the, on the digital side, the vast majority uh, of stuff happens through advertising because, you know, what influencers provide for people, whether it's across social media or on our website, is reach and influence and an ability to reach an audience that might be interested in a product. And my mom and I try to be really, really, really careful about the brands that we partner with, which is why I think that we have a lot of success and that our relationships and the business relationships that we have have been really, really fruitful is because we're very, very careful not to like, I don't know, I, I, I get offers to do, you know, really cheesy, cheesy, cheesy things that- Like what? I mean, like someone wanted to like advertise, emailed me the other week, being like, "We have a vitamin that's gonna make your well, you would know that this isn't real. That's gonna make your boobs Bigger. grow six sizes." And I was like, "That doesn't seem to line up with science." I'm just going to go ahead and right. put out there that right. that is not going to work. Right? Yes. No. So that was something that I wasn't comfortable promoting. But that's like an extreme example. Like we also really, really try hard, or I really, really try hard. And then in thinking about the partnership. To, to make it organic and make it something that doesn't feel that doesn't feel like it's not us. Like we had a partnership with Spanx and that was the most amazing thing in the world because A I got free Spanx. Free Spanx. But in addition <laughs> to that, I look at my closet. I have a closet like but it looks like a, it looks like a store. I Spanx shouldn't store. say this, but she probably would have done the Spanx promotion for free just because like we love that brand. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I mean the Spanx is literally on my book cover, and that was before we were working with them in any capacity because like it's that just is funny. Yeah, yeah it's just the- so so you know we it's it's been really organic. We've been lucky to be able to partner with brands who get our voice and want to be a part of that rather than you know working with something that's like either really really cheesy or think they understand how to speak to your audience. And I, but I'm so much so more traditional media that I keep also pushing her to to be an entertainment attorney. She's like, well, no, you know no, what? No, Don't you no, want to go to law no, school no, still? No, no, no. we're past that now. To, okay. that. to do to do to write a book, to write a reality series, to write a TV show. I'm always trying to push her into the, the traditional writing, media, the stuff, traditional yeah. media. But so, it's and it's a t- it is a bit of time wise. It is. It, it we were actually just talking about this earlier. Like it is so difficult as the business grows and expands. And I have help. I have employees on the digital side. Um, but the traditional media stuff, like that's not stuff that you can really outsource. You know, so it becomes a question of your time. of your time and what which projects you want to prioritize because there are a lot of different directions that you can go and a lot of different opportunities and you know it's it's there are a lot of different factors to evaluate like okay so maybe you do a book and that like raises the prestige factor a little bit but you know maybe the ad sales business is gonna bring in more cold hard dollars so it's like you have to sort of evaluate like a good mix of the different things what advice do you have for someone who is um trying to start a digital business and specifically an Instagram business because there are a lot of people out there who have five or 10,000 followers sure. and they're trying to build a life around that. Well, that's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, in ter- <laughs> I don't know that you're, you're going you're to have to grow and keep your day job for a little while. Um, but I think but I like that. I think that's part of the advice, the, yeah. the nighttime hustle with the yes. day. Oh, yeah. I didn't quit my job until, well, okay, this is going to be controversial. But I, 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 had, an, I, had, I had an agent. CAA and signed her. I was, I, was, I was working with an agent, uh, and I also was, it was very, very clear that it wasn't going to be a problem for me to get a book deal. It was, there was a lot of interest, and, and, I'd also, and I'd already made some preliminary digital sales. So... I was feeling like I was in a good place. My mother would have preferred if I had stayed. I had a heart attack. She I gave know. up her benefits. She was working the health for Condé Nast. Okay. I was like, oh my God, you're giving up she was your not day job to do it on the computer. But, I was. I would, but, worked, the, but, but, but to be clear yeah. though, like I, I had budgeted out with the salary that I had made and then also with the ad sales that I had and like was concretely projecting it, it made sense for me to leave because I wanted to write the best book proposal that I possibly could at that point. So... Again, it's a calculation, so but I would not advise? I would not advise anyone to quit their day job until they actually have concrete projects in the hopper associated with your digital brand. Okay, and so then once someone is kind of at that level of 5 to 10,000 and they have not yet quit their day job, <laughs> how what's what's some for growth. kind of specific advice that you have for growth on Instagram and digital branding marketing. So with the new algorithm kind of screwed everybody, so that sucks a little bit. But there, I mean, there are still ways to grow, of course. I mean, I, I would say 
collaborations are the most powerful means of growing on social media. So if you have 5,000 followers and you want to be a yoga instructor and you're, you imagine the yoga and, and you're going to, show your yoga on Instagram and that's going to be like a central piece of your business marketing plan. Um, I would say you should find another yogi who has around 5,000 followers and you should do a cross promotion on each other's page. And then that way their followers are exposed to you and your followers are exposed to them. And it's a mutually beneficial, um, kind of collaboration. So grow by collaboration. So I think collaboration is a really, really powerful means of growing. You have to find a balance though, because you don't want your page to just be entirely, about collabs but entirely about other people and and collaborations you want it to be about like what you organic organically are doing um so i would say that and then that's i think that's the most useful for growth but i also think that people can smell inauthenticity from a mile away and you just you gotta be who you are and you have to engage with your community that's another thing that's really really important and that's one of the reasons why we were so excited to do the ask mom and spawn advice vertical that we started because it felt like a less intimidating place where we could actually engage with with people because on Instagram there's not really I mean there is but with there's a way to engage within the comments but there's not really a way for my mom to engage with people and she's obviously a huge part of this brand so we do these weekly live streams in the podcast where we actually get to help people and talk to people about what's going on in their life and what problems they're having um so that's been a really really positive it's been fun yeah it's fun yeah oh she didn't have to do it in your we understand. Barred window <laughs> house with the bars, but oh, it's okay. Oh, she hates Brooklyn so much. It's she like honestly she threatens like, whenever she sees a man bun, she threatens to cut it off and it oh, stresses me I out. Just, the hipster thing I, I is live in Brooklyn. So, there are a lot of man buns so around. So many there man are. buns. It's, I gotta tell you something. You gotta move into Manhattan. I'm not going to When you to have babies, go. they're coming to Manhattan. Okay. Well you I am you know. nowhere near pregnant. So let's just <laughs> maybe let's just relax on that for Set a Set a date for the wedding and okay, all yes, I understand. So on that topic, I understand that it's a pretty prevalent theme on your account <laughs> yeah. to talk about the idea of you know getting married and yeah. settling down finally and having a family. So, so the backstory, if I'm you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, is yeah. that you were single for some time and recently you got engaged. Well, so by single you mean in a serious relationship because I was in a serious relationship that my mother had very little respect for four and a half years um so it was four years um and she that was sort of the her battle cry it was just like you know after a year you know he knows what's happening here and dump it and again like it it that was something that i think she got a lot of flack for on the internet and it was really important to me in writing my book to show the the more feminist side of her you shouldn't right because at the end of the day like here's the thing this is the thing about my mother that i think gets lost a little bit in like the very un-nuanced world of just two-dimensional internet um you know at the end of the day all of the nagging and harassment comes from a place of moving me towards the things that i want like i happen to be a heterosexual woman who wants to get married and have children so, so you say four years okay. with some, so you know. So that's the nagging. It's like she she knows that I want to get married. She knows that I want that life. So she pushes me towards that. If I were like a lesbian visual artist who wanted to not have kids and have a different situation, like she would be nagging me towards those goals. So uh, that's sort of the key to understanding like her but obsessive I, but insanity. But I think to your point about um, what makes it that next step, the authenticity is the real thing because I don't know oh yeah because you know everything well no I've learned from you miss I don't even have an Instagram no but I do Facebook but I do okay no but but if if we're just ourselves on the you know we're like on the ask mom and spawn show we're just we don't we don't pretend to be like something we're not and I think people I think people it worries me sometimes well no no but like with reality television everything else going on and the internet there's no room to to lie you can't lie in any facet of your life you have to be authentic in who you are because people will just not buy it. Yeah. They won't buy it anymore. You can't you can't hide behind like, you know, a facade. You used to be able to, but not now. Everything Well, is I mean, there. I think some people do, but I don't think that's very interesting. Like yeah. I think you see these like perfectly I mean, that's a problem with social media is that everyone's seeing a very highly curated specific presentation to the world that you're choosing to put out there, but like I, I think the warts are the thing that actually attracts people like that's the one thing but like that's the that's sort of my central takeaway running like a humor brand more generally on instagram is that the the best performing 
content that we're gonna have is something where people identify in it, something that they also totally do and is totally shameful and not something that they want to talk about necessarily in public but it's also it's like the universal fail moment it's like being able to identify in a piece of content like oh my god I do that too that's so disgusting well there's something that's so comforting about being self-effacing right yes. or self-deprecating right it's and like oh it's human and you have insight and yeah. you're relatable and yeah. you're likable totally right. exactly so that's the advice they're that actually on the <laughs> advice show people are now asking when are you setting the date okay no 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 you made that's another no, example they have they have Kate that's true. so Kim what yeah. are some of the most common questions you get asked oh on the on the either via um you know email or social media channels or on the podcast well I only do see I, it on the podcast yeah so yeah. I but but oh, she doesn't tell you the questions you're getting asked no, no, no in no. advance so that's the thing I on actually I don't do I don't give them to her in advance because I like as terrifying as it is to have her unfiltered response it's again it's the authenticity thing and she's a horrible actress so I don't let her prepare at all I just read the question <laughs> live true. I've seen it before but she hasn't and then I, she just and then people ask live as we're, we're doing the podcast yeah, people ask live questions the, the, I might say that the main the, the, the biggest question is you know my boyfriend cheated on me, I stalked him and I know, he doesn't know I know, and what should I do? And yeah, I always there say, are a lot of, the world is a nightmare. But then again, like, it's an advice column, so you're not yeah, going to yeah. get people writing in that, like, have perfect relationships, right? But, like, but that's, that's a lot, that's a lot of, that's a lot of the question. A lot of cheating. Infidelity. Or yeah. about, about infidelity. And I, of course, my thing always, if, if a girl writes in about a guy, heterosexual, I just say, key his car, cut it off, and his penis move on. To me. Okay. And move on, you know, because yeah. because you don't want to spend your life looking over someone's shoulder. And people don't change. If they're going to cheat on you once, they're going to cheat on you. Yeah, I don't know. We actually aren't that far apart on this one. I don't, yeah. I mean, no, for the record, no castration. No, don't cut it off. But, uh, but... I don't know. I, I think that I mean you didn't ask us what our opinions on cheating are, but like but but, but I, I like it. I yeah, think, no, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's 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 really really tough because it's never about the sex. It's never about like oh my god he put his penis inside another person and that's what I have oh, the issue with. It's, it's the line the and it's it's all of the the steps that it took to get there and that that violation of trust and that it, I think that's almost. I think it's very, very hard to recover from. But we also get some unusual questions. I didn't think we were going to get in there. Like, people have asked about being someone was homeless, and then we followed her with Oh, with yeah, the that was so, But she's doing she, well now. She's, she's doing well. She got a job. She, she was living out of her car. car and, and now yeah. she's... So we get a lot, sometimes work questions, you know, how to bridge work and stuff. But that's but less... I mean, the vast majority of, of questions that we get are, like, love, sex, relationship. But it is so cool because we've, again we've been able to actually engage with these people. So we see, you know, there's the Jack the Spoiled Doberman comes on every week and says hi and has questions. Like and we've just, seen the results we have, now You know, of some we, of the advice we've given. Yeah, we see we, we see people back. coming back every single week and we get to, like, recognize them and actually have a real conversation with them. And then, yeah, actually, this is exciting. So by popular demand, we've had a lot... Like, I just... I, 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 have, I didn't... I didn't think it was going to be feasible, but I started doing a little bit of outreach. We've th Since we started the advice column and since we started the podcast, people have been DMing, asking about specific stories that, like, move them. What happened? Like, what happened to that girl who, you know, realized that she was cheated on because she got an STD and, like, had no idea before. And th that was a really sad one. Yeah. But, but, um, but, but, yeah, so people, like, connect with different stories and they want to know what the outcome is. So we're starting, like, a throwback Thursday uh, column on the website. I told you live on the stream. Sorry about that. Uh, on this Sunday, but uh, but yeah, we were doing a, a follow up where people can write in and tell us like what's going on with them, like what happened, what happened? after yeah. we gave them advice and where they are now. So. so some of the questions are anonymous that they send in earlier, but some are live, right? You know, during the podcast, they what do they do? I don't know what they do, but they come up on the screen. Don't worry about it. They come up on the screen. They come yeah. up on the screen. They come it's up magic. On the screen. It's, it's magic. like wizardry. And we answer them live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Um, I would wish we could talk to them during the podcast. Okay. And that would be really me. Yeah. That's like so, a regular radio So here's show. the thing. I worry about dicks. That's my central concern. Like, have dicks. you ever seen... Do, do you remember, like, that game, that chat roulette thing that was really popular? Yeah, I remember okay. that. Okay. So the problem with that is when you have a random person just beaming into your video stream oh, with live, penises and dicks. often you would come face to face with a penis. So I worry <laughs> that like I'm going to have someone requesting to join in to ask us a question and then it's just going to be a penis. And then I'm responsible for presenting that penis to thousands and thousands of people. And I don't want to be responsible for that. 
I can understand and appreciate that. That <laughs> so, is very reasonable. But we could, they could call in maybe. I don't know. You can't do you that. You don't really understand how they I don't understand works. That. I it's, ama- it's amazing, <laughs> given how long and how often we, we do, do this, I know. how totally incompetent you are. It's gotten better, but it's still radio. shocking. We should do it on the radio, and then they can the, call A podcast in. is, the, okay, but they can't I'm not going to. Okay, so what are <laughs> your, Everyone's like, let's rein this in. <laughs> what are your plans? What are the next steps for God, Crazy Jewish Mom? Oh my God, thank you. Uh, and for your marriage, are you getting married? No, that's not what she asked. Date. She asked specific well, to yeah. So I mean, I we're continuing to grow the digital brand. I think that you know it's a good question. As I said, everything is sort of evolving. I I think that we are shifting into it being a a, a destination for young millennial women. In addition to and like the advice stuff as well is more evergreen than just like our conversation. So you know we're taking steps and thinking about content that's going to be a little bit more evergreen. And you're writing and figuring out the future and also writing, writing and doing all of those different things. She's writing. She doesn't want to say, but she's writing. Okay. Scripted stuff. Okay. Unscripted okay. stuff. That's... I can say it. I'm your mother. I'm gonna say. Yeah, it. that's her job. Yeah, it's my job. To brag. Is it? Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it there's is. a lot of different stuff in the hopper, but again, it's like it's the tension where we're at right now is picking. Where to focus? You know yeah. what I she's mean. She's getting because there's a lot of different. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of different. offers, and she's got to yeah. pick which way she wants to go. Let's move back to LA. So you asked her a really stressful time in her life, <laughs> <laughs> and so you were just mentioning moving back to LA. How do you I like love. New York versus LA? Oh, I love New York. I yeah. love. I've never. And so well, you're so, never moving back. to No. LA. So okay, you know how I know that I'm not moving back to LA? It's because I. So I came east for college, and then about during my sophomore year my mom realized that I was definitely gonna not go back to Los Angeles so she chased me to college she showed up on my 20th birthday and my present was unannounced she showed up at my dorm room my present was that she was moving one hour outside of where I was in college in New Jersey in New Jersey so so we moved we so moved everyone here. lives here now and it would be uprooting the whole family well I'm from the up, I'm from the east originally but I would love to go back to California a little well bit. I wouldn't I love okay, New York love New I want to be here we'll see and um yeah you want to raise your children here I'm not going to have this conversation okay. right now because <laughs> you recognize that we're being recorded. Right? I understand. Okay. But I would like to. Well, no, just on the record. record. Yeah. You might she, get right. To it. She yeah. got engaged in February. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait four years. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, but I don't want to wait. Happening. I mean, her fans were overjoyed, but I don't want to wait four years for the wedding like I waited four years for the engagement. Right. So let's get this date. You know what really makes someone want to do something? Yeah, when your mother nagging. Nagging. <laughs> Just nagging, just constant, as set, much as you can nag. You have to sit. That date. makes me want to do it you more. Have to sit. Doesn't that make you want to do it more? Do you, have you ever? It makes you want to get. Have married. you ever employed yeah. reverse psychology as a as a parenting strategy? Well, I told her I have a baby, but that wasn't reverse. I said, forget marriage. I don't care. Just, just I think have she maybe the baby. misunderstands. Yeah. Maybe you misunderstand. What's your best parenting advice for any parents who are listening? Like, how how do you get? How do you be a really good mom and get your kids to do what you want them to do? I can tell you what she you, actually did. You have to be persistent yeah. and focused and make them, if you feel something's important, like for me it was education and all that, and you just gear, then they will. They'll eventually think it's important. They'll first they'll, uh, think, hopefully. You're, first they'll think you're a nag, and there may be some slamming of doors during the teenage yeah, years. In high school it was a miracle we yeah, had any yeah. doors. There may be, but Left. eventually they will, They'll because, yeah, because children... Usually so respect let me just parents put this, and they want to. Let know, me just they, put this very simply. Yeah. There are a lot of parents out there who might consider themselves helicopter moms. My mom has coined the phrase "drone mom." She is very <laughs> proudly a drone mom, and I think that's like and you, that could be your next book. I feel mom. like yes. bringing up Bebe and <laughs> Battle Him of the Tiger Mom. Yes. I feel like drone, drone mom, mom is next. Yes. It's not, she it's just not found out that I we do. Ch- Two truths and a lie on our podcast. Oh yeah! In addition to the questions, she we do. just found because out. my so what she does is she'll say two things that are true about herself, and she has lived this woman. My mother has <laughs> lived a life, so she's and I often don't know which is the lie. So she'll say two things that are true and one thing that's a lie, and then everybody guesses, including me, which one is the lie. And she found out and this week that I used to follow her around in my friend's car. So she wouldn't see it when she was in Harvard Westlake. I would like follow her. So you're advocating, driving. just to be clear, you're advocating that parents should steal someone's car. I didn't steal. And follow I borrowed their my friend's car. Yes, well, not in New York, you don't have to, but in LA, you had your driver's license, you know, driving for the first time. You followed you everywhere. Great. 
Cold Water Canyon, that's a dangerous road. It is a dangerous road. Okay, let's just... (laughs) Everything is fine. That is so funny that you went over. I just can't get over it. Cold Water Canyon, yeah. That's right. Did you go to the middle school there? I did, I did. You should see the middle school now. It's I didn't recognize right? it. Oh, I was so confused about the. I walked in and I was like, well, I didn't know so where you disoriented. Were. They did it after she got out. They there's like a literally a Broadway theater. There there isn't a theater on Broadway as well equipped. Mark Platt did it. The Platt as as this theater, this new theater they built there. It is Broadway. It's you know it's. I the, haven't been back in a little while. Yeah. For the record, we're talking about. Our oh yeah, we went to high, high school, school. Yeah, uh, and middle school, school. Yes. and middle school, the whole thing, seventh yeah. through. Now was whatever. it was it coed when you went? Yes, I was in the first graduating class that was coed. Oh, wow. oh you're kidding! Crazy! Oh wow! Yeah, it was very much coed. Yeah, when I was when I was there. Um, it, it wasn't. It was a girls' school. I know. Yeah, Harvard and Westlake, and they merged. So yeah. anyway, this is probably boring for you. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna cut this. Well, you know, since this is beauty bosses, I always like to hear what my guests think about the concept of beauty because oh. in 2018, <laughs> beauty is changing so much. So I want to understand what beauty means to you guys. Okay. So I guess she'll go first. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> she was like no, no, cutting no. you off. No, 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 no. On one hand, I, I'm a dyke, I've really a, a double life or a double personality here. On one hand, like I'm fabulous that there's no swimsuit competition anymore in Miss America mm-hmm. because I want, don't want women to be judged by that. On the other hand, I'm pissed because I can't have plastic surgery because I am on a blood thinner, and so it's not good to plastic surgery because I would normally. Well, you can do like do, fillers and stuff. I can like do fillers, that. but yeah. I would normally. I would normally have plastic surgery. So I feel a little guilty about that saying, but I'm happy now that there's no swimsuit in the Well, it's complicated. This so is I'm, this is something that I've sort of had to grapple with in thinking about all of these questions and yeah. this was part of like what I what I wrote about uh, in my in my book. It's because, you know, my mom like clearly beauty is an important thing. Like would it be great if we could all just not have to put anything on our faces or worry about what we look like. But that's and, bullshit. Uh, this is right, like, I mean, like, unfortunately, like, the society that we currently live in, and, like, yes, maybe there's an argument where we should be affecting change with our own behavior, but, like, if you, yeah. as an individual who wants a future for yourself and as a mom who wants a future for your child, like, I, this is what I've sort of realized, is, that, like, even though you might hate the things that you're advocating for and hate the things that you're doing and wish that you didn't have to do it, uh, like, you know, if you want to move forward it's you have to do some of those things you know no I think it's really important and I I think it may be unfair but I think a lot of men are doing plastic surgery now too I don't think it's just women anymore well but 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 women have the extra burden and I you know you can say all you want about you know be natural you should be judged on your intellect well you can't be judged on your intellect but you can all the way it is is you need a little bit more why do you think we as a society shame people who want to have plastic surgery that's an interesting question. Do we? Well, I don't see. Think I grew up in like well, such not in a LA. pro plastic oh, surgery household. Like, my mom LA. took me to a nose job doctor when I was fifteen. Oh, so yeah. like, this is not something she wouldn't have the nose. No, nah, I wouldn't do but it. You said you wanted to. No, it was because I was worried that my nose, like, I like one side of my face. Should I, I hit by like a this. I don't like the side of the face oh. that you're sitting on. So I was worried, and I, but I like this profile. So I was worried that if I messed with it, it was all going to be a train wreck. So, so. she said, "No, I'm not going to have a nose job." So but I didn't get the nose but I have to say, I don't think. Look, you grew up in L.A. Come on, no one is. Yeah, Shameful I just grew in, L- in LA. You're proud. People walk around with their bandages on, right and away. I mean, really, I went to lunch in LA four months ago. There were three women at a table, and two of them had their bandage. One had the, the chin bit, and one had the whole bandage on. And they had a nice hat. It was fabulous. But I think that in general, though, I think you're right. There's a kind of like a, 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 stigma. a little a bit stigma. of a stigma. Yeah, there is. But people say, well, all I can say is, I don't have it. If I didn't have blood thinners, oh, I have no problem. I would be giving myself a facelift. So that's number one. Number two, I think it's if it makes you feel better. I don't think it's anybody's business. That's true. And I think people I do feel really better. I really tend to agree with that because yeah. like, as a woman and plastic surgeon, this is a topic that I've thought a lot about. Of course. And um, you know, on one hand, I'm the mother to one daughter, soon to be two daughters. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Congratulations. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, you don't want your kids to grow up feeling like they're not beautiful and right. not attractive and or inadequate or that they need to do something to change right. the way they look. But on the other hand, you know, once you acclimate into your adult identity, you realize that it's very possible to be a woman of substance and want to, you know, 
have a smooth forehead, for example. Exactly. Or to exactly. do a little something for yourself or to wear high heels if you feel like it. And unfortunately, and it so will forth. also help you in your career for men and women. Well, and, and that will. I know. No, no. I'm no, talking about. No, it's a very perception oriented. No, for sure, for yeah. sure. The world, like that's just the reality. You walk in for an interview, and all things being equal, I don't care. And I know it's more for women, but even for a man, I'm sorry. There's just something about it does count to people, even on a sub a subliminal level. Yeah. It counts if you have three people right. with the same. Well, I mean, the, the tallest, the tallest presidential candidate is going to win the election. Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. that's what. Like I was gonna say, like I mean, I am. Not a scientist at all, but like on some basic biological drive level, you're Survival attracted to people Darwin. that have certain facial features. Isn't that a thing? That's a thing. Like the wide eyes and the smell. Right. And Symmetry. Like, yeah. Like Symmetry. there's just freedom from disease. Right. And like that's. And yeah. And so on some level, you know, there's going to be an element of that in your just baseline everyday interactions, looking at people and making snap judgments, you know? It's hard. I mean, it's not, I don't know, on that level, it's, it's not horrible, real. but. It's real. I, you know what I think? But that, I think that, but I do think that is a bit of a cop out because it's like, okay, sure, in the least evolved version of society, people would just be murdering each other on the streets, and we've regulated those impulses. So I don't know. It's a balance. It's a tough thing. I think it's a really, it's a really hard thing. I, that said, I totally agree that I think women should do absolutely whatever they want to do to make themselves feel better. And men too. And men too. Absolutely. And men are doing it more and more. Okay, thank you. We get it with the men and that you're very excited about the male plastics. Okay. Okay, and then my last question is, um, what does it mean to you to be a boss? Because you are in charge of your own destiny. You're a girl boss. I'm a girl Girl boss. Or a lady boss, if you will. Yeah, a lady boss. Uh, What does it mean to me? Can I go second? You always have something to say. Yeah. You want to go first? Kim, you go first. What I'll go first. Well, I was a boss. I was a director on many, many sets when there weren't any. In an era where it was very uncommon. uncommon. There was Wait, one other can, tell, can I tell one story that yes. just perfectly captures my mother? You're gonna yeah, I'm going to tell it. Uh, so my mom, she had just moved out to Los Angeles and she... Had, she'd worked so she had been working with Joe Papp at the Public Theater in New York, and that's where she got her start directing. But she decided she wanted money, <laughs> so she moved out to Los Angeles to direct TV. And she had she wasn't she had no leads, no anything, and she somehow managed to get an agent to represent her. And then her agent got her this big job interview about at Paramount Pictures for this big well, for this big action movie. But he told me, yeah, he said he said to her, "Don't like, be going in. Look, you're not gonna get." the job, but it's important to meet people in this town. And he's intrigued that you were a woman theater director and he's intrigued because there weren't any women directors. Just go and take the meeting. Should I tell yeah, you? Yeah, you never you never know where it could go. So yeah. I so I yeah. went in and I walked into this big office at Paramount and guy, big producer sitting behind a desk and everything and I walked in and I said, Listen, I don't want to take too much of your time. You know, I, I, I thank you so much for having this meeting with me, but you know and I know that you're not hiring me to direct an action movie and you're not hiring any woman to direct an action movie but I know why you wouldn't hire me and he looked at me and he said why and I said well I know why you wouldn't hire me because you don't think I have what it takes but I do and I brought it and I reached into my purse and I pulled out a giant dildo about this big and I slammed the dildo on his desk and it was like wobbling back and forth and back and forth (gasps) I didn't get the job but I knew I wasn't going to get the job but he I guess like the fact that I brought a dildo to his office and, and, and was, you know, frank with him about, you know, I know I'm not getting this job, thanks for seeing me, but I know why. And he actually became a mentor and actually so, wound up helping so, me get television so then, work. So then the moral of the story here is that we should all bring dildos to job yes, interviews. Yes, that That's is the, the moral of the story. Right. I yeah. like that. Yeah, bring a dildo to your job interview. Um, yeah. You but, but no, seriously, I at a time was... There weren't any women. There was one or two other women directing, and I would come on the set and have to be the boss. You're the director. You know, you're the boss. And um, I actually, you know what? I never had a problem with it because I never thought of myself as a girl boss or a woman director. You just thought of yourself as the boss. I'm, I'm the director. I'm the boss. I know what I want. If you know what you want, what you're doing, you've trained for it, you go in and get what you want. So I never, I'll say. I, I, and I, I must say, yeah. I, I, I did have to have blinders on sometimes because there were comments. You know, all male set. The, most of the oh, crew are men. Oh, you should hear some of the things. Most it's of the crew wild. are men. There's a hundred people on the set. Maybe there's two women makeup artists. So I put blinders on a little bit, but I didn't really give a fuck. What some they of the said. stories, by the yeah, way, no, she's downplaying. Like they're no, 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 insane. But, but I didn't care what people said yeah. because I knew what I wanted from the scene or the actors, and I knew what I was getting. And I 
went in and you know did my job. Uh, so I think sometimes women have to put blinders on if they're in an all male you know profession, which it was at the time. It's not anymore. And you just you know you have you just have to be smart, know what you're doing, and then you can. You be have the to boss. be more competent than anyone else in the room. Absolutely, you have to as be more woman. competent than anyone else in the room. I'm sure you've seen this as a doctor. I'm yeah. sure you have. I think that it's. Um... You know, it's a little bit of a cliche, but because it gestures toward the truth that a woman in a male-dominated industry has to be better, twice as good and work twice just, as I mean, hard. It's like, it's, a, like, it's you, true. You to, it's just like, to, you just have to do it. It's just Otherwise, true. there's not a chance on earth that you'll get taken seriously, unfortunately. Not not I'm not sure how I'm going to explain that to my kids, but... Yeah. Well, you, you know what you say? Be the best at what you do and just do it and just put blind... Just put... You know, I literally was like a horse. I put the... The little things on here. Didn't care. I heard little comments from the grips or the, you know, what's she doing on the set? You know. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. I I will say. What do um, you feel about being so, a woman boss? So, what I'll share one thing that I've learned mm-hmm. about being a, and I don't know that this is specific to being a girl boss or just a boss no, in I general. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Like I think the biggest thing that I went into because I came from being like a very very low level employee at a massive media company and then being thrust into this world where like I'm very much creating the wheel and my own destiny and figuring out like you know which projects I want to pursue what I want to do what I think the larger vision is hiring people doing all these different things and 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 evaluating you know different people's motives and different and like I think that I I went in a little bit naive and thinking that someone was going to lay out a plan for me, especially like agents or managers or people that are, you know, meant to shepherd you a little bit. And I think I very, very quickly realized that you have to have a very, very clear vision, a very, very clear plan, taking in criticism and feedback and useful guidance where, where it comes, but you have to have a clear vision and be able to execute on it and trust your instincts because yeah, I, th- I think that's the best. I think you ha- you are the one who knows the most about what you're doing because you're the one that's doing it. If you're running, whether you're running a business, whether you're running a media brand, whether you're, do- like you're the one that knows the most about what you're doing and you know what your needs are in a way that, uh, you know, a third party consultant or no one else is really going to understand fully. So you have to be able to trust your instincts, I guess is the, the- did that make sense? It did. Yeah. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what so I we're, learned. We're three girl bosses here. Yeah, look at us. Bosses. Yeah, look at us. Well, thank you guys so much for being guests on my podcast. Thank, thank you for having us. You're hilarious, and oh. I can't wait to see what is in store for you both next. Congratulations. I want to see the baby. Okay, well, I'll have to keep you posted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be careful. She's going to show up in your birthing suite. Good Lord. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome. This was really fun. We had a good time. Yay.